You're listening to Marketing Major at Josh and Mo, a podcast created for students by students who are curious about marketing. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Major. I have here with me my co-host, Mo. Hey, welcome back, everyone. And uh, we also have our president of the club, uh, Jen. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thank you for having me. Do you want to do a little pitch of your new project for the Campus Closet? Yeah, I would love to. So recently, myself and another student, we've launched a website that is allowing U of A students, primarily girls, but we also do cater to some boys, to sell their used clothing on campus. We thought this would make it a lot safer for people to sell their used clothes and safer to buy clothes. And it's totally free. So if you want to check out some items on there or list some of yours, it's campuscloset.com. The app is amazing, I'd like to add. <laughs> you guys have an app? We do. Ooh, okay, I got to download that. Uh, and that other voice you heard too is our, our guest for the show, Chelsea Jensen. Hello. And we're having her on today to talk about the world of media and communications, because that's definitely one topic that we don't cover a ton in marketing. So this should be a really good episode, really interesting as well. Uh, so Chelsea, can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I actually graduated from the Nate Radio and Television program, specializing in TV. And now after kind of working my way through working in media, I actually ended up working, um, I work at Chorus Entertainment and I work for Kissing Country and 92.5 The Chuck. And it is awesome. It's like, it's one of those things where people ask you what your dream job is and it's just like, oh, here I am. (laughs) Yeah. How did you know that was your dream job? Like just as, as you got into it or when you were in school? So the funny thing about that is, um, I'm going to kick it way back to when I was a little kid. So I actually used to record um, lip singing videos, which this is probably not exactly where you guys thought this was going to go. In my garage, we record these lip sync videos and I used to edit them. And then when I was in the Spanish class in high school, um, I learned how to use iMovie and I started editing. We did lip singing songs to Spanish songs. And one of them in in particular was a Will Ferrell song and it's still my favorite, Yo No Se. Uh, it's very funny if you listen. It's like my favorite fun fact that no one ever gets. Um, and then from there, that's when I realized like, wow, I really like editing videos. And now every single day I work, I get to edit videos and I get to work with so many fun, like Chris, Jack and Matt. And I get to work with so many fun, um, people that are in media within my job. Yeah. And what exactly is your job? Like your day to day? That's a really good question. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know either. So the title of my job is the Edmonton Radio Content and Social Coordinator. So within that, I basically I help manage um, the website and like with graphics, I'll put in graphic requests. I am the station photographer. I also am the videographer. I manage all the social media. So uh, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We used to have Snapchat, but then I don't do that anymore. But (laughs) um, so we pretty much that and I try to help create like with the talent because they're so creative and everything. So I get to help work with them to create awesome content to put out for our listeners to watch. That sounds like a lot to do. It's so fun, though. It seems like a lot, but it's like um, sometimes you're at an event, like when I'm at an event, I don't have to worry about anything that has to do with website. And yeah, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. If you have to choose like one of those many roles to be your favorite that you love doing, what would it be? It'd be definitely shooting and editing videos. That is by far my favorite thing. Whether I am in front of the camera or I am not is my favorite. Why is that? Um, well, sometimes, okay, so when I'm in front of the camera, 
I'm going to be selfish here, but I really do like the spotlight. So when you say that you're putting me on the spot, I'm like, yes, like, I'm totally okay with that. Um, but then the other part is that I get to take something. And so um, one thing that I learned when I was at Nate is they gave us the, uh, this commercial, like all different um, little parts of this commercial for, I think it was an Audi. Like, so all these different, an Audi drifting around the corner, driving in there, and you got to make a commercial. And it was funny because there's 30 some of us. And in that class, they gave us so much footage to work with and there was not a single video that was the same when we finished editing it. and I was like that's really cool because nobody sees the stuff the exact same way that you do so like someone could shoot the same video like I could give some of my footage from a video that I go shoot at a concert it's never gonna be the same this is the way that I created it it's just cool that you can like uh show off your brain power I don't right. know but yeah. yeah your skills and everything yeah. We usually struggle in in defining marketing and what marketing is, and our guests struggled in defining it as well. So I'll just kind of tweak it for you. Like in your own words, what mm -hmm. would you define as media? That's such a difficult question <laughs> because the way that I think of media is it had it's media is I want to say everybody, but I, I like that's obviously not like a definition of it. But if you think about it, when I'm at work and say I write or even like the global news team or if I'm writing a blog for Kissin or the Chuck, anything and the way that I'm going to build my story is actually around tweets or it's around social media posts. I am not able to create things if everybody as the media, whether you're professional or not, uh, I can't create those things that people aren't at those events taking those videos. And even if I am at that event, someone's probably going to get a bit better video than I am. Like I go to concerts, but someone's probably way closer or they happen to be in a great spot at this moment. But anytime that you have a cell phone, like you are media. I think everybody's media. Not the answer I expected. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good way to put it. So it's more about like everyone capturing the yeah. same like moment and everything like that. Like we have these cool things. So like anyone, if you're a country country uh, music listener, um, the fun thing about one of the things that we do at Kissin is we do these uh, Kissin Country by invite onlys. And the only way to win is to get, and this is not a plug. The only way to win <laughs> is by listening. But when I, it's funny because when I'm at the concert, like I have to like kind of hang a sweater on a, on a chair to like make sure I can like tack my one spot where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there throughout the night and take videos from this spot. But I'm also constantly going around, but there's no way that I'm going to be able to be front row. And so sometimes if I notice that somebody captures this super awesome video from the front row, I will seek out to find them at the end of the show <laughs> to be like, hey, you that. don't know me, but you need to text me that video <laughs> right now. And then I'll try to include it into my video or like do like or I'll try to share it on our Instagram or something because everybody can help. So pretty much media is like a collaborative effort. Yeah. Media time. is just everybody, which is like, again, that's a really I don't I don't know how to just explain it besides like, yeah, it is mass communication. It is uh, social media, but we all work together to create like Twitter wouldn't exist if there wasn't like just because you're not a verified account doesn't mean you don't have something worthy to say. True. I like that. I, I definitely take that advantage of that. Mo for has sure. an amazing Twitter. <laughs> I, heard, I heard a little teaser he before the podcast. so good. Every day I refresh my Twitter feed. I'm like, yes. What did Mo, Mo say today? Well, you're getting a new follower after this. <laughs> Bring it on. My favorite account. <laughs> And we already kind of touched on it briefly, like with Instagram and Twitter, but how do you, how do you see marketing fitting into like the media and communications world? Everything. So when I think marketing, I actually think of, again, I'm going to relate this a lot to radio. Um, and it's funny because I always laugh when I say radio, cause I was a TV student, but I'm a, I'm a radio student doing TV work 
for radio. So it's just, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Um, but I guess the way that everything falls together is promotions. If you think when you're looking at radio, okay, yeah, we have on-air announcers, but they're giving away prizes. And so the hub of radio is actually promotions and promotions is marketing. And so we wouldn't be able to push things out online if it wasn't for our promotions team. Um, any graphics that we design, they go through promotions and we try to figure everything out. So like everything is marketing. Like right behind you, you have all these, like I'm looking at a Friesen Brothers sticker like that. There's a marketing right there. <laughs> yeah, and now they're, now they're on our podcast. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Shout out right to there. Friesen Brothers. <laughs> I always drive by and it always says uh, free eggs, but I never know what that actually means. I, this is the first time I've ever heard of Friesen Brothers. So thank you for New pointing sponsor. that out. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> That'll be our ad read right there. Yeah. Just yeah. Roll the music on that yeah. section. <laughs> How easy do you think it would be for like a marketing student to make the transfer into like your media and communications role? Hmm. The only reason why I would say difficult, and again, I'm not ever trying to pump my own tires, is because uh, the role that I have is some some of it's actually self-taught, and some of it you just have to you learn on the job. And I have to be good at a lot of different things. So like when I listed all the things that I do for my job. Okay, this is actually funny because I, I was already pretty much done going to school at Nate and I'm in my practicum, living in my apartment, trying to figure out what else I want to do. And while I was there, I actually kind of got picked up by this guy that worked there and he's like, hey, do you, do you want to come shoot for my my wedding company? So he shoots weddings. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I can operate a camera. But then once I got the <laughs> once I got that, I, my brother's a photographer and I was like, so I text him. I'm like, hey, like, how do you take pictures? Because I will always do videos. But he was like, I love you, Chelsea, but you have to, you have to just pick it up and figure it out on your own. So I figured out how to change all these settings to take a picture, which sounds super silly, mm -hmm. but you just have to learn so many different things. Like I didn't really know how to work Photoshop right. and I was just like, here you go. And figure I was like, it out. okay. So again, now I make all the graphics for the videos that I create for my radio stations. And yeah, it's a lot of just like, okay, you got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. That seems like a common occurrence on our show too. Like people talk about having the attitude to learn rather than just like the straight skills of learning. And that yeah. seems like for you, like you got a really good attitude yeah. and you're very energetic. So Thanks. it seems like it'd be easy for you to pick up all these different things. But that's also encouraging for like a marketing student who is considering making that transition. Just like you don't have to know everything, right? No. Just be, just be ready to kind of pick it up and do your best to learn it all on, like on the job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jen, a question for you. Is this something that would interest you? Like the media and communication? Yeah, role? I think so. I mean, I've, always admired Chelsea as a person, mm -hmm. but I've also really admired what you do. I think your role is like so cool. And I've always wanted to work in like a live entertainment capacity, whether it's like sports or like music. So I think, yeah, like it'd be super cool in like video editing. I've kind of started to do that for some of my side projects I'm working on and it is so fun. So like, I think, yeah, I would totally be interested in doing something like that. Yeah. That sounds like a really good outlet for you too. Again, follow a campus closet on Instagram. <laughs> Again, uh, your campus closet. <laughs> Shameless Look plug. for the lightning bolt. So this is also a little bit of a heavy-handed question. It's going to be tough to, to answer because none of us can tell what the future is, holds, but how do you see the media industry really changing in the future for the students who might pursue it? What should they be looking out for? So I actually am going to kind of dive back into what you just said. So you were saying how you need to have the the personality to just be like, okay, this is what's happening. It's funny because I'm going to use a real example that happens at work, honestly, more often than I'd like to admit, but I will, you'll hear something new on social media and it's honestly, it'll be two days. It'll be a week. It'll be a month. And I'm like, Hey, do you guys remember that breakdown I gave you guys? 
yeah, everything's changed <laughs> and everything changes so often. And one question that, um, I get asked a lot whenever I go and speak at night, it's like, Oh, like, um, where do you see yourself in the future? Where do you see yourself in five years? And honestly, this is going to be scary, but you have to say, I don't know. Because when I first started it, I was gonna say when I first started at Nate, when I first started at chorus, I was the digital content coordinator. Cool. It's pretty much like what I was doing before, except we had a different radio station because it rebranded. So it used to be 925 The Chuck. Or sorry, it is The Chuck now. It's 925 <laughs> Fresh uh, Fresh Radio. And we were doing that. And so we had announcers on both stations. So it was just different. But then um, my job got taken on to, I actually managed Calgary. So then I became the Alberta Content Social Coordinator. So I was managing four radio stations, two country, one rock, and a pop station. And so I was doing all those stations. When I first started, I could have never told you that. But then that was a lot of work and then it got scaled back down to just Edmonton. And now I'm very focused on Kissin and the, the Chuck is just um, like a cutting edge station where we don't have announcers. We have a station voice. Um, we do lots more online and very, very social media heavy where I worked uh, together with this guy named Ben Pru and he's amazing. And it's just it's always changing. I would have never thought that we wouldn't have announcers on a station. Now we have a head writer and we do a lot more creative pieces on there. I could have never told you that three years ago. So I guess is in short, you can't really prepare for it. You yeah, gotta, you just have to like, you have to be ready to just do whatever. Stay on your toes. Yeah, and like yeah. a couple things I do at the Chuck that I would have never thought I'd do. I actually voice a segment on Facebook, which like who would have thought I'd be voicing like a new segment? Because I when I went to school, I went to school for TV, but then I ended up working more on the back end of side. But now I'm on the on the uh, face of the camera, and I'm also behind the camera. And I also voice commercials across the country. Like, you, I, who knows? Hooters. Right. Yeah. Oh, Hooters. gosh, the Hooters. Yeah. I yeah, forgot really? I showed you that. <laughs> Is that online somewhere? No, that's, that's long gone on Is the radio. Jen, I probably you can have find it. it. You can, I probably have it in an email. I'll go deep into the Snap group chat <laughs> yeah. uh, archives. But that is a promo for this episode. Yeah. My favorite I'll was when they it. asked me to do... A, it was like some bar in Peterborough and I had to use like a sexy voice, but it's, I'm like, so I'm reading it and you're through a glass window and I'm like, don't look at me while I do this. It's so awkward. But I'm like, well, well, I'm like, well, that sounded pretty good. You gotta good. own it. You gotta own it. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I like moved the screen so you couldn't, no one could see me. I was like, <laughs> what's uh, what's the most rewarding part of your job? Like out of everything that you do, like what's the one thing that you wake up and you're like, I get to go make this happen or do this today. <laughs> uh, so you might make me cry, but like, uh, the one thing, which is crazy because you get to work with so many different country music artists, like celebrities, um, sports players, like it's, it's wild. The amount of people that you get to meet through this industry. But I would honestly say that the best part about my job is working with the Stollery. And Aww. the reason I say that is not to get that reaction. <laughs> um, but Jen's not tearing up in case yeah. you're wondering. <laughs> She's fine everybody. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh my God, it's okay. I'm just yeah. dabbing her eyes right now. It's yeah. okay. Um, the reason, closet, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's my favorite is I'm not sure if you guys heard about, um, like one specific story is I'm not sure if you guys heard about Hudson Peddler, but Hudson ended up actually losing part of his leg and like Again, all, it's all about like the positive attitude that nothing's going to stop you. But he actually ended up losing part of his leg. And we do this. Actually, no, this might be my favorite promotion going back yeah. to the previous question. But we do this thing called the Kissing Country Christmas Wish. And so people will send in stories about um, 
anything like if someone in their life is struggling and also what they what that person thinks that this person needs yeah i've, and, I've actually listened to that on kiss night and i bet you oh, it's actually made me cry before. honest <laughs> try being there yeah. like oh, there man. when i filmed hudson like I, like there's not a camera on me thank goodness because it's like water like this was the one i i try not to be super in the moment because i'm like you gotta hold the camera steady <laughs> you gotta like I'd make sure it. it's focused i'd lose it oh but yeah. this one it was uh, his parents came out and uh, we gave them, uh, we gave them money, and we also told them that their shirts that were supporting Hudson were actually going to be sold in United Cycle. And then, typically, when you do big stories like this, we're not allowed to actually go back into the back area with cameras, just because like that's a very private area. Mm -hmm. But they let us go back there, and he was sleeping, and he had a little Connor McDavid stuffy on it, like Aww. in his arms. And then we gave him an Oilers jersey, and I kid you not, oh, like he he woke up obviously was a little confused like that we were there i'm in the like i'm in the doorway like bawling my eyes out and we get we not only we give him tickets to a game we told him that if uh if he goes to a calgary game like we better get the Oilers better, better get calgary's but but um yeah it's really cool being able to reward like families like that and just uh kind of not necessarily like bring the light back but just do th like basically give back to the community that's my favorite yeah. thing or like the stollery children's radiothon that is probably the hardest thing for me to work like last year because when i was working for um both markets i was working for edmonton and i was working for calgary uh, as much as i don't like the flames <laughs> when you're doing those it's so hard because people come in and they have like the worst things going wrong because they're in such a like th those facilities are made for those big things that are happening in life and when you get to work those events it's just like you appreciate life so much and i mm -hmm. it's funny this is like probably a little bit of like an inside radio i don't want to say joke but term i guess but we call it a radiothon hangover and i never really understood it until i had to work two radiothons in a row and you i was sad for like a, like downright and i don't want to use the word depressed and like not a like super deep term but like i didn't want to do anything like i walked into roger's place to go work game and i started bawling just scanning my key card in that i get to go to this game and yeah. i get to go i get to go work here when all these little kids are like stuck in the hospital with like the craziest things that you can't even imagine and it's just you become so grateful but you're so proud of these little kids for just like like hudson can skate and he has a like he he was skating with a little oh and so, so i follow his mom on instagram and it's just it's so cool being able to see people with so much courage and just like that go-getter attitude no matter if it's in a profession or if it's just in daily life that is like the best and it must be so fulfilling for you to be able to to be put in a position where you get to, you know, contribute in that Change way. Change people, yeah. people's lives. And for again, sure. not trying to pat myself on the back, yeah, yeah. but it's no, like, it's amazing, but you should sure. like, that's amazing. Yeah. Or like Chris Sheets, like biggest, oh, like he is somebody I will forever look up to. He also scared me on my first day. Cause I walked into uh, the boardroom and the first thing he says, he looks right at me and he's like, you're in my seat. And I just <laughs> felt crap my pants. I'm like, Oh gosh. He's like, I'm, I'm completely kidding. But like we did this thing called, um, Piper's run. So there's this little girl, I believe she's 13, but she has an issue where she has to stay in a chair all the time. Um, and they ended up putting on a big run for her and Dean Brody flew himself in to come perform. Yeah, I saw and it, Oh, like, it's just amazing. The things that you get to, you get to like be a part of. And I had to be at a wedding that day, but I'm saying that Chris is just like, Oh, you learn a lot from working with great people that care a lot about the community. Uh, so what kind of advice would you give students looking to get into the industry that you're in? This is going to be a really, really long answer. Um, well, yes, for you guys. Do you guys have LinkedIn? Yes. 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 
That is honestly the case. Obviously, there's only three of us. So, like, I'm glad that it's 100%. Sometimes when I go and speak at Nate, uh, normally it's first semester, so they're, they're going to say no because that's super new and you just yeah. got into school. Like, like when I first got into school, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I worked at McDonald's, which McDonald's is great. But, like, if you're getting into, like, what I'm doing now, it's just like, okay, that was my first job. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason I am sitting here today is because of LinkedIn. When I was in school, I made up an account didn't really do much maybe put a couple projects on there because like I didn't really have that much experience besides the stuff that I would do at Nate and this guy named my uh Brian Mudrick who actually works at TSN he picked me up like he saw he saw me on there and he's like hey tell your teacher I say hey and I'm like okay like I I was like okay like why is this guy messaging me and he ended up actually watching all all the things I had been posting and he's like you are gonna go far in media I want to I want to help you and so every single time I did an honor on our piece so I worked on uh, the TV side of things, he would pick me up and he would, I would send him the video and he would critique it. But I was like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this with you, you have to be an a-hole because mm-hmm. I'm not going to learn if you're going to just be like, oh yeah, that was really good. So the, I guess like uh, the students, you guys have to be open to criticism and whether you like it or not, constructive criticism is like the best thing that's going to drive you guys. Because if like you, you got to hear the things that people are going to say when you're, when, as soon as you leave, like, I want someone to be completely true with me. And so he also helped me like find somebody that you look up to. So if you see somebody on social media or anything, you just kind of figure out what they do, maybe bug them a little. Cause one thing I did at Nate is he actually had to get a career investigation. So I actually, Daryl McIntyre who works for CTV, I sent him an email, very nerve wracking. And he emailed me back like the answers to my questions. And then Brian also set me up. So when I had to do my, uh, I can't remember how long the, it was an awesome practicum because I obviously don't remember how many weeks I was there, but he's like, okay, like it's time for practicum season. And since I, he had been mentoring me the whole time, um, I asked him, okay, what should I be doing for my practicum? And he's like, I've already set you up. You're going to Lloydminster. I'm like, okay, I'm moving to Lloydminster, but you have to be so ready to just like, okay, like, I guess this is how this thing works. I moved to Lloydminster. I ended up actually getting hired before my practicum was over. And like to this day, I still chat with him. Um, and like, while I was doing all that, I also was networking with my teachers that were at Nate because your teachers are going to be your biggest asset. They are the ones that are going to lift you up. They're going to push you further because they believe in you. My teacher ended up setting me up with an internship with uh, Sportsnet. So I got to work for Sportsnet while I was also working for the Oilers and the Oil Kings. So it's just like, it's honestly learning never to say no, but then also knowing when to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I like to do a little, a little mini segments on, on the episode here. I like to call it uh, the quote of the day. And, uh, and I have to, oh I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to oh do no. t- two of them this episode. It's unprecedented. Um, so <laughs> this is the first, first in our, the in our first, podcast yeah. history. Groundbreaking. Oh yeah. my God. Amazing. So the first one, it's what, when you said that you have to be open to criticism, I think that's huge. I mean, that literally opened doors for you. And literally. and literally excelled your career forward. And then the second one, I think, I don't know if I have the words exactly right, but maybe correct me at the end there. You said that you just have to be ready to just to say yes and just to go. And you whatever opportunities come go. up, you just got to a little carpe diem a little bit, you know, just, just be ready to go for <laughs> like it. Like you got to take big chances because exactly. like, okay, you might fail, but you could also get a huge reward. That's the third quote of the day right there. Oh my God. <laughs> That's three. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. There you go. I think we're Yeah, no, that's yeah. a great great way to end it. So thanks so much for coming on, Chelsea. My pleasure, honestly, yeah. you guys. You guys are yeah. great. Thanks, Shout out to guys. Jen as well for coming on. Yeah, yeah appreciate thanks it for as having well. me. Campus, Campus closet. closet. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs>